welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I get the impression this has been live for a few seconds. We were just staring at the screen because it's... <laughs> In any event, we are Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. I am Sean Hood. That is Dave Taylor. How's it going, everybody? How are you doing tonight? And we are the first and only wrestling podcast from FM 99 and 106.9 The Fox. And uh, speaking of which, we, we we are a deep dive into all things wrestling. If you're a fan, this is the place for you. Uh, we talk about all the wrestling we can during the week. We review shows. We preview shows. We interview people. We take your questions, your comments, your concerns. We are as in-depth as we can be, uh, at least as, as, as allowably possible. In any event. Uh, so we're going to thank you for joining us right now tonight. Uh, we got a lot to talk about during this week of wrestling is our preview preview episode for night of champions. And you know, those are always the hot episodes, the preview previews. Yeah. So, uh, make sure you stick around for that. If you are here, make sure you throw in some comments and uh, let us know you're here. Say hi, tell us what you thought of uh, SmackDown that just ended or anything else throughout the week, or if you have any thoughts on anything else, let us know. We'd love to interact with you guys and, uh, let's get the business out of the way right away. First of all, if you're not familiar already, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com are the easiest places to find us. Just go into the media tab. ESPR is what you click. That takes you right to us. Boom, you're done. That takes you to our feed uh, on SoundCloud. You can find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling. And go ahead and give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Of course, we'd like that. A five-star rating and a review greatly helps us as well. So tell your friends about us. And if you want to interact with us, lots of ways to do that. Facebook.com slash ESPR99. On the Twitter at ESPR99. Or you can email us ESPR at FM99.com. So that is all the business. That is how you stay in touch with us. We love hearing from you guys. So please, 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 if you're here, if you're watching along with us tonight, feel free to get involved. We want to hear from you. Without further ado, I guess we should jump into the week of wrestling that was done been happening, Dave. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of an interesting week because it's kind of like, um, you know, an in-between for AEW because they're two weeks removed from a pay-per-view and then now WWE's now, uh, yeah, I guess you can say two weeks away. I mean, now now they're um, to their next event. So it's kind of one of those like, Odd weeks of wrestling where they're trying to set up the next uh, the next set of events, if you will. I will say this, that one of the benefits of this week is this has been an easier week of wrestling to watch than uh, the previous couple of weeks because Raw has been abysmal the last few weeks. But this week, it was actually passable. What's funny is I saw people saying, oh, this was so much better than last week's Raw. And I'm like, that's such a small hurdle to clear. Yeah, yeah. That's such a <laughs> You are really, really setting the bar low on that. Like, I don't want it to be better than crap could still be like not not that good it's just you know it's better than crap so okay good um but i mean there was some good stuff on raw to be had uh, none of it happened on raw underground because nothing good happens on raw underground um well, well, they had the setup for braun though and, and, and for why for what i don't understand dabakato is i guess what they're calling him he used to go by babatunde um, yeah. I, I think that's how you said it, but so I, and I honestly got forgot he was going by Dabakato until like a minute and a half before we started the show. <laughs> we had to look it up to make sure who's I, I was like, wait, is that a different guy? And nope, it's the same guy you've been talking about, Sean. You've just been saying the wrong name in any event uh, or his old name. It was still right. It was just not right in the context of WWE main roster stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're going to fight each other. Why? But I don't know. Why? Like, I mean, none of these fights have done anything for anybody so far, really. I mean, you've had a couple of moments where somebody's looked kind of tough, but then it doesn't really usually last long and it doesn't transition into anything. So it's meaningless. So what's going to happen here? Braun's going to show up. He's either going to odds are what's going to happen is these two guys are going to do some big power moves on each other. You know, just it's going to kind of be a lot of rolling around and and they'll they'll slam into each other a few times and then somehow they'll end up beating up everybody else in the place. 
Yes, yeah, because it's going to get out of hand. That yeah. or the whole platform collapses. There's going to be a big slam. And Which I, I don't need to see a ring <laughs> collapse again, by the way, for another 10 years. Put, I think ten years, ten years is the put that one in the uh, put that one in the vault and just hold on to it for a while because at this point it's it's worn out it, it's lost its spectacle for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a big fan of anything that's happening on Raw Underground. Still not a big fan of anything happening with Retribution. They keep trying to give them, I guess, a little more. Like the problem is this: all the weeks leading up to now that we've been getting nothing with Retribution except for kind of copycat stuff they did from the week before, carbon copies of what they did the week before. They should have been giving us these little snippets the whole time. You know, little promos about why they're angry and what's going on. I mean, you're still not getting much, but this is the thing. Yeah. These should have been getting given to us the whole time. Not now, once we're kind of all over it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just really weird because, you know, and it's like, okay, I guess they're heels, but now they're, they're feuding with, um, you know, the Hurt Business or whatever. I mean, it was really weird. And, and then you go, well, wait a minute, is the Hurt Business heels? Like, I mean, I feel like they are because they act like yeah. heels and raw. I, I will say this, the Hurt Business, to me, for my money, the Hurt Business might be my favorite stable in wrestling right now. Uh, so much talent in that group. I think yeah. MVP is an amazing leader for that group. And I, I won't lie, man. When the retribution attack was happening, and it, when they were beating on Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre on the in the Raw main event, because of course we couldn't have a winner, because um, you know Keith Lee has to have most of his matches interfered on. Uh, you know, I I'm watching it, and the retribution attacks happen, and I'm like, okay, all right. By the way, there's zero chance they can unmask enough people to make up for all the people we saw on Monday. Which, which by the way, I got an email, Sean. Uh, th this came in, and so it said, "Are there too many members in retribution?" Because it just seems like. You know, there's like there's twelve, and then there's five. I, you know, and like like and how, then this how last was the, the numbers game on Monday. There was thirty seven of them or something. I don't know, <laughs> I, that, because that was just guys. That wasn't even the women out there. So I mean, like, there's more. So yeah. I don't I don't know how many members there are. And that's the thing, retribution is the idea can work, I guess. But here's the thing: a couple of things that aren't going to work for me. One, it's not going to work when it's a bunch of a bunch of NXT people who are currently under contract. Yeah. We know they're under contract. It doesn't work for the storyline. If you made this people that had just been released uh, due to your cuts, uh, what, a month, two months ago, something like that? Um, yeah, longer, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 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 If you yeah, if you made this those people, that. yeah, if you made this those people, that would make more sense for the storyline, and I would buy in a lot more. But it's going to be people from NXT who are currently under contract who we just saw wrestling, some of them, like last week on NXT. Um, yeah. So it just kind of becomes a... I don't know the, the whole thing loses its value for me because I'm like, okay, when the original N when the original NXT uh, uh, happened and Nexus formed, right? Yeah, that worked because those guys all lost the competition, and as far as we all knew, that meant bye bye. Yeah, because yeah, because it would be gone once you know um, they lose that guy's gone for that week, and then right. they all showed up in Raw. I mean, it was it was a, a spectacular ending. Oh, amazing! Uh, that they ruined. Uh, <laughs> Oh, they they ruined they absolutely ruined it. They was it was it was trashed within within a few weeks, but <laughs> but I mean like that that made sense that fit the idea. This doesn't fit. Not to mention the fact I hate the way they all just go. Okay, everybody wear a black hoodie and a ski mask, and everybody yeah. wear the same jeans and sneakers, and uh, that'll work. It's like a uniform. No, it's not. It is not a uniform. It looks terrible. It is awful. It is so cheesy looking and, and like just. Man, could you have picked like a lower budget movie, uh, 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 a costume idea for these for these renegades or whatever? 
And then when they when they actually wrestle, when they have a match, whenever this is going to be, I guess like Survivor Series, it's going to be a team of you know, men retribution and women retribution. Maybe that's the battle is going to be. I, I mean, are they going to be in the same attire? You know, are they going to have the red team and the blue team? And this is going to be you know, the black shirt team or something? You know, the for black whatever shirt our, team. Our, our yeah. brown shirt or whatever, whatever color. Well, I'm, I'm guessing by then they will have been revealed. Yeah, but they did you're gonna have to know who, Huh? Yeah, they they kind of they didn't like officially like do it, but like on their like social media, uh, you know, WWE kind of said like these are like, you know, who they are. They did. Uh, me, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find that story. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need you to find that for um, me because I missed that. That that should have been that should have been huge news all over all of their programs at this point. Um, but I will say this because we got on this tangent about the about how much I dislike retribution. But one of the things I really enjoyed was when the Hurt Business's music hit, right? And oh, they yeah. came and they came out, the four of them and the 37 retribution members that are already out there, and they took off their jackets and they got ready and everything, and they stood they made their way down to the ring. I was like, I, I legitimately for a second got hyped like you used to for these old like stable fights and whatnot. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, the Hurt Business legitimately came across like badasses to me. Like, I was like, this is probably the most badass a group has looked since the Shield when they were at their pinnacle. You know what I mean? Before right. they split them up and then put them back together. Okay, so right, so the five members that are confirmed um, are Dominic Djokovic, uh, oh Shane Thorne, uh, Raw, former Raw announcer, Deal Madden. Remember him? He was the one that got powerbombed by uh, was a Brock, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then Mercedes Martinez and, and Mia Yim. Dumb, 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 dumb. Um, Mercedes Martinez just wrestled last week. Mia yeah, Yim was just wrestling. Mer, yeah, Mer, uh, Mia Yim was just wrestling a couple of weeks ago, and everybody knows that she's dating Keith Lee. It's not a secret. Um, yeah. You've got uh, who else? Uh, Dominic Dijakovic again, really good friends with Keith Lee. Challenged him for the NXT Championship when when Keith Lee was NXT Champion, right before he left to come to the main roster. Um, I, I, who I don't remember who else you said in there. Shane Thorne, who's been on NXT forever. He's been there yeah. forever at this point and done nothing. <laughs> um, Dio Madden. Dio Madden kind of works for me, but he's the only one in that group that kind of works. So the problem is there's no star power in there that makes sense that no. will help carry this thing. No, the, the, you know, I think that maybe they thought like, well, we get some guys that we let go, but you know, Miro signed with AEW. Um, yeah. Not that anybody would care if it was Zack Ryder, you know, did this, you know, and it can't be a Curtis Hawkins guy, but if it was like the good brothers and a few other people. That would have been, a, yeah, if you could have gotten the good brothers or yeah. something for this, that would have worked great. FTR, somebody along, you know, those lines, like something along those lines. And even, even with retribution could have worked with the FTR thing. You know what I mean? You know, oh, follow the retribution or some fear the retribution or whatever it is. Oh, man, See, yeah. would have worked fine. But no, instead, we have people that we all know are under contract. I really, really dislike this angle, man. Yeah. Um, the says, uh, where do I know what else uh, besides the Hurt Business uh, comes well, out? The Hurt Business volunteered to be the security. Well, I, I yeah, say volunteered. It was funny because Adam Pierce said, um, "I have, hold on, I bring me back to Adam Pierce in a minute. Let me let me finish this thought. Bring me back to Adam Pierce in a second. Okay. Um, they they spoke with Adam Pierce and said that security wasn't doing his job and maybe he needed to look at them as security. And he thanked them for volunteering. And MVP had a great little line where he chuckled and said, volunteer. It's like the, the bill will be in the mail. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> we're not doing this for free. We're, you know, um, so, I mean, I they they again, they didn't really volunteer. but They offered their services to be the guys who deal with retribution. Um, and then, by the way, the stereo uh, uh, 
uh, dives by um, Drew McIntyre oh, and Keith Drew Lee. And Keith. Yeah, yeah. By the, it, whoever can look at those two guys that are as big as they are <laughs> and not be impressed when they do those flips over the top rope, I, dude, that's crazy to watch. Not just one of them do it, but both of them be able to do it. And, and I would say this because sometimes, like, some of the problems I have with the show, which is like the directing. And, yeah. I, and I thought, I thought like a little bit of like the main event of SmackDown tonight, you know, it was a little uneasy with the editing or mm. directing. They got it right at the end of Raw because oh, yeah. you, you didn't see those guys, you know, like stand, you know, because sometimes when those guys are on the top rope and you're like, you know, they're just waiting the jump and everybody's yeah, waiting no. there. Everything was happening. That. Everything was happening. And then all of a sudden the camera, you saw Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre jumping yeah. over the ropes and it was like, oh crap, here they come. You know, and it worked. It, it worked. Like you said, there was no obvious telegraphing that it was going to happen. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed that. Raw was a big improvement over last week. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them credit for that because it was indeed a big improvement there. Uh, Keith's showing some good fire. Not always being buddy buddy with Drew. Um, yeah, and the backstage got, stuff kind of surprised me a little bit with the brawls. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, I thought Cedric uh, Alexander is off to a good start in his heel run uh, with the hurt business. I think he looks good. By the way, landed the best lumbar check I've ever seen <laughs> on Ricochet. He literally drops him and <laughs> Ricochet does an extra like front flip or something off of him going to the ground, which is amazing. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that was really good. The only thing I'm going to say really that, oh, that on Raw was a miss for me uh, was Asuka and Mickey James, which is a real shame because three years ago when they faced each other at TakeOver when Mickey came back to WWE, it was it was great. It was a fa- it was a great match. Yeah, this yeah. they they seemed off from each other. They seemed kind of like they never quite clicked really? in the match. See, see, I I I disagree. I thought I thought Mickey did a great job with the selling in this match. So much so oh, that she pulled the referee. She, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The selling was great. That has nothing to do with those two not being in sync. I didn't feel like the match was clean. It didn't look good. Like it looked kind of out of sorts to me. Mickey, yes, absolutely. Her selling was amazing. It was so good that a re- the reports say that that's why there was that awkward ending in the match where the ref just called off the match because she was selling so well that they got in the ref's ear and told him to end the match because Mickey might be hurt. And, yeah. and of course, she was fine. She's just very good at her job. So. Which which set up the odd angle with um with Selena Vega, yeah, which is like, oh, yeah, because you know, nobody takes her seriously. But it, but if it's a different program for Oscar to do for a pay per view or whatever, that, that that's fine. I mean, See, I, I, I don't mind the one offs if that's all this is going to be. Not yeah, sense. I mean, I guess, but I would rather you had just saved Mickey for the pay per view rather than than give it away here. Yeah, um, maybe they're going to rematch down the road. It's like Mickey's like, hey, you know what? I, I wasn't tapping out the ref. You know, I don't know why. The yeah, I mean, the match. maybe, but I it just Zelina. The only way – here's my problem. Zelina can wrestle. Uh, the, the actual performer is very good. She can wrestle. She has not been presented that way during her time in WWE, no, which is no, fine. She's been, she's been presented as a manager in WWE, which is totally okay. Um, but so, like, her, her, best, her best wrestling was in the uh, Page movie. <laughs> yes. So what really doesn't work for me here is, like, she's going to all of a sudden, first of all, jump to the front of the line for a title shot you haven't really done anything like at all to earn a title shot. Um, and then on furthermore, if she has a match with Oscar, Oscar better beat her in like 15 seconds. Yeah. Like there's really no good reason for them to have a competitive match at this point. No, no. Unless, you know, she's got somebody, you know, that causes distraction or whatever else, or she's going to have to jump her, but it, it can't go more than five minutes. 
Asuka really needs to steamroll right over her because Asuka is supposed yeah. to be a buzzsaw, which is what they used to compare her to. And she needs to go right through people like Zelina Vega, who just do who do not have the in-ring credibility from a storyline standpoint. Again, I understand she's talented. Um, from a storyline standpoint, she does not have the in-ring credibility to keep up with Asuka. Yeah. Uh, but so. treat is surprised when we say Zelina can wrestle. Uh, yes. She absolutely can. No, she absolutely yeah. can. I mean, she's not like on the Charlotte level or uh, a Becky or Sasha or Bailey no, but, level. But I mean, uh, she's very but, good. But but very respectable. Uh, you know, she's above Lana. Oh, she's absolutely <laughs> above Lana. I Well, dude, you'd have to try really hard to not be above Lana. Um, I'm trying to remember who she used to be. Because uh, I think she was in TNA before she was in WWE a while back. Rosita. She was Rosita in, in right. TNA. Yes. And and she was very good. So she's been doing this for a long time. And she's married to Aleister Black, so you can't ask for a much better like training partner or something like that, because that guy's fantastic. Yeah, which I always oh, thought was God. weird. It, cause, and she was there like years ago, you know, from uh, TNA. And then she's kind of, you know, did the independence thing for a while. But um, it's weird because they have a match against each other. But, you know, they don't, I mean, it's tough for them to not mention, hey, these couple's married. You know, it's always weird when they kind of cross that line and say, hey, um, you know, uh, Trinity Fatu is married to you know, Jimmy Uso or whatever, you know, or Naomi. Right. She started training at the age of 17. She debuted in 2010, literally like right at the start of the year. Wow. Uh, she was signed to TNA Wrestling in 2011. She was there for about two or three years. Then she went on the independent circuit and she wrestled consistently from 2011 to 2017. And then she showed up in uh, NXT with Andrade. Uh, you know, I, I, the only thing I hate is, I mean, I, I liked some of the angle backstage, but I think we've discussed and we agree on is like Andrade needs somebody. Angel Garza is going to be fine on his own. But uh, yeah, well, they could still reconcile Andrade and her uh, getting back together. I mean, they can still make that happen. It doesn't have to be a permanent split. She could just be done with them for right now. Yeah. You know, I mean? she can say she can still go back after this thing with with Oscar goes south because we all know it will. Yeah, uh, who's who's left for tag teams? Because they're splitting them up, and uh, you know the Viking Raiders. Um, you know they're going to be done for at least a year. Um, that uh, that Ivar's gone a whole they, year. Yeah, they got rid of AOP. Yeah, uh, so that's a bummer. Yeah, we'll have to see if Eric gets to keep wrestling. Sometimes they do that with tag team performers. They they get to keep going. Um, I'd be they interested to see what by Lashley. <laughs> I, I, I would be interested to see what I, Eric could do on his own. Yeah, as a singles guy. Um, yeah, and then they teased tonight, uh, you know, the jump to SmackDown was, you know, when uh, Otis got the papers and he's like, we're in trouble. And then Tucker's like, no, you're in trouble because, you know, he's being served for uh, you're not uh, representing the money in the bank in the right way by Ms. Morrison. It's just stupid. It's incredibly dumb. It's so stupid. I will say, though, when we found out that Ms. masterminded the trade for Mandy to Raw, I... I laughed a little bit when he assaulted Miz and then like stripped him <laughs> off as like his clothes and whatnot as he came, went crawling out of the ring. That was a little funny to watch. I chuckled a little bit there. Um, Miz is a great Miz is a great weasel. You see what you want. Yeah. You, you know you you you, you want to see him get what he deserves. So it was fun. Um, now I wanted to talk about Adam Pierce real quick. Adam Pierce, for those of you who don't know, was a it still is I'm sure to this day a phenomenal wrestler phenomenal he was nwa heavyweight champion for a long time uh i had the great pleasure of calling uh one or two of his matches back in the day uh when i worked for fusion wrestling he came there for 10 pounds of gold uh defense and um it, it was a he was he's a fantastic performer incredibly nice guy and 
he's been with WWE now for a little while, and I'm I'm very pleased he's working for them, and I'm more pleased that he's getting an on-screen role uh, with the well, company now. You would see him for the longest time, they would never even say his name. You would just see him and go, "Well, that guy looks like a wrestler." Well, I mean, <laughs> him him and there's three or four other guys that would just always appear, and they would you know it would always be more during one of the backstage beatdown things. Be like, "Hey, back off, back yeah. off," you know. You just you're supposed to believe they just work for WWE and they're telling you to back off, um, which is fine. I'm fine with that. They've always had those kind of nameless guys backstage that do that. I'm glad that Pierce is getting name. They're using his name, and he's he's being used on camera more as an authority figure. So he's actually getting a role, which I like. Um, I'm happy for Pierce in that regard. But they need to define his role because they've given us nothing to understand why he has this authority what he's doing like does does he have any real authority or is he just a messenger like that's the thing like i want i want to know is pierce an actual authority figure is he somebody running raw when vince isn't there is he what's his character actually supposed to be well because it was smackdown he was the uh the the the, was the contract guy i need you to sign this contract you know so he he was almost like the lackey for whoever's in charge Um, right but I mean, like, but that's the thing. Does he only answer to Vince? Does he answer to, to Steph and Triple H? Does he, does, is is he de facto in charge when he's the guy there and, you know, they're not there? Or like, like, I want to know if he's an actual authority figure or just works for them. Well, but, you, but he showed authority tonight because after Big E uh, threw some guy in the trunk, uh, you know, he threw, he, he said, Big E, you got to leave. And then, you know, I guess he's, you know, in charge of security on Raw. I, I don't know. They needed to find it a little bit. But that, yeah, know. and that's what I'm saying is like, I need to know what his authority actually is. Can he? Yeah. Like, he tried to get Drew McIntyre to leave five times on Monday, and that didn't work. Um, or it was the previous week. I'm sorry, it was the previous week. He tried to get Drew to leave like yeah, five yeah, times, yeah. and he couldn't get him to leave. And again, it kind of goes back to all right. Well, does he have any actual authority? Because they're kind of acting like he doesn't. They're they're acting like well, we'll just walk all over this guy. Um, which at some point, I'd like to see come back to bite them with Adam, like he's make, make a decision he doesn't like or something he we, he doesn't have to necessarily be a heel but he needs to bring the boom down you know what i mean and establish his role as an authority figure uh when people so people understand when he goes out there and says something it's important and he's not just a lackey if he is just a lackey okay then address that for me make sure i understand it okay there was the one challenge i i, I did have and maybe you didn't see this as a problem but i just felt like on raw like there was just it seemed like every other segment like there's adam pierce Adam Pierce. A lot of Adam. We saw him like once today, but it just seemed like, okay, we we need to tone down a little bit. I mean, because you know, some people don't know who this guy is, and maybe this is a way of introducing him because you know they have a habit of doing that. Well, and see, but there's my that yeah, there goes my thing though. They need to establish him and who he is, you know, because he if they if it was more understood who he was and what his role was, then people would understand why he was on TV in these segments and why he appeared so much. Whereas people don't know when they're just going, oh, okay, they said that's Adam Pierce. Who's Adam Pierce? I don't know that guy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. these guys would be nameless because you would see these guys, and I'm, I'm going back years, like you'd see, like, you know, Tony Gurria or like Renee mm-hmm. Goulet come out. Because I always think, of, like, when The Undertaker was in the casket, and it was like Tony Gurria came out, and like Piper said, come on, Gurria pull. And I was like, holy crap, they actually acknowledged it was Tony Gurria. That dude's been nameless on television for like five yeah. years. It's always see him wandering around and not now they give this guy a name because you see jamie noble back there and every i think yep. they might mention like once or twice and i'm like what i mean if, you know if you've been watching you know tv for 10 years you kind of know who that guy is yeah I, I mean agreed and as far oh speaking of guys who have been there for years uh quick note here uh jeff hardy has indicated that he's re-signed with wwe 
No details yeah, on the contract that. necessarily, but apparently Jeff Hardy is going to stay with WWE for at least a while longer. Um, one of his things, though, is he's going to go back to his old music he used when he was solo before. It's kind of like that that variation of the Hardy Boys music, but not quite the same song. Um, yeah, which, you'd, you'd have to look it up uh, to see to see what it was called. I remember him talking about it. It's called, the song's called No More Words. Um, uh, because he says, he said, that was one of my stipulations. If we get in front of people again, I'd like to use No More Words again because I know y'all own it. So well, hopefully, hopefully he's still wrestling by then. <laughs> because he said, uh, he had said that he feels like the Hardy Boys music is, it's the Hardy Boys. It's not meant for Jeff. Yeah. It's meant for the Hardy Boys. So he wants to go back to using the the singles theme he had previously when he had his big run uh, before he left for TNA the second time. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. And then they, uh, you know, he's, he's they set up the uh, triple threat ladder match uh, for uh, Clash of the Champions with Sammy and AJ. So yes, they did. Um, and I'm hoping Jeff will be okay because he was noticeably limping tonight, and I, he could have just been selling. Uh, it's possible well, well, they, they, last they, week's they, attack. They said the knee angle that they've been doing for a couple. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Absolutely, I absolutely. I just get concerned. Jeff wouldn't be the first time Jeff got injured, and uh, he he isn't old. He is one of the vets now. He's one of the older dudes now. So like you know, you just get a little concerned because we're not used to seeing W. We're not used to seeing on the main roster people actually sell things. So if he if he's legitimately selling the injury, good for him. But that's pretty uncommon these days. <laughs> Hey, he's you gonna, know he's what? gonna but, take massive beatdowns and show up the next week, and the most you get is this, uh, and then they move on, like everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, because they, they magically recovered and they're doing flips off the top rope. But maybe he maybe he saw Mickey James on Monday. He goes, eh, maybe I need to do that. <laughs> so, in any event, uh, but that if that triple threat if that's a ladder triple threat ladder match should be fantastic with AJ, Sami Zayn, and uh, Jeff Hardy. Hey, well, by the way, uh, as as much as a character Sami is. Uh, I did like the fact that he actually had a wrestling match tonight, and yeah. it was it was more more serious and less stupidity that like always kind of bothered me. Yeah, with I get what you mean. Year. Yeah, well, you he's know? capable. He's capable of doing that. He just they yeah. have given the chance to. Yeah, and they just haven't done that ever since they made him a heel or whatever. It's like no, he can go. Let him go. Uh, speaking of people, by the way, we talked about Jeff signing a contract. Speaking of people who have signed a, a deal with WWE, apparently Wade Barrett has signed a new deal with WWE to serve as a regular color commentator on the NXT brand, which is awesome. I've enjoyed him the last three weeks. I think he has added tremendously to the program. And I'm, act I'm actually I've never been big on Beth Phoenix as a, as a commentator. Um, she's getting better. Uh, I don't I don't hate her. It's not like get her off my TV or get her, you know, out of the sound or whatever. But she is getting much better, and I enjoy the three-man, the three-person team of Wade Barrett, uh, Beth Phoenix, and Vic Joseph over on NXT right now. Three people teams are tough. I, I, I think she's come a long way, and I think part of it was like getting her feet wet. Where it's like, okay, this is what you're going to say, and you're just going to have this line. You're right. just going to have that line. And now, you know, it's like I kind of like it where because she's the former wrestler, where like you know they can go to her. For thoughts on something, because I, I thought with um, you know the Tuesday shows, you know the big shows and those big matches, you know she always kind of did a good job of like, well, this is like I would do this, or you know maybe they're, they're feeling this. Like I, I always miss that part when like there's a three man and like none of them are like wrestlers. Yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. They just have commentary, and it's like, no, no, you need a guy in there that can kind of explain that part of it. You know, maybe I don't know if that's like why uh, Excalibur is in AEW still. I don't know, but right. <laughs> but you need that other guy that can kind of throw that point across and I, I think she she's gotten better with it 
Agreed. Um, Wade Barrett, by the way, the details of his deal did come out. They signed, he signed a one year deal with the option for an extension. Uh, he said, I hope this lasts for a long time. That's our intent. And so like, so it seems like he wants to be around for the, for the long haul. Um, he did also say, by the way, physically, I feel a hundred percent. My body feels incredibly good. I'm not doing commentary because I had a career ending injury. I just want to focus on commentary because I'm passionate about it. That's not to say I won't pull the boots back on at some point. So will we get Wade Barrett back in the ring? I don't know. Maybe. I, I hope so. Uh, but you mind, I guess if, if Wade got fired in the past, um, he was, uh, he was, was he re- yeah, he was released way back. Yeah. In the past. I mean, well, I think yeah. he asked for his release because he was in the, um, what was, what was the horrible uh, stable? Bad News in? Barrett. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> the League of Nations or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. That was bad. It was really bad. But another, yeah. but it's okay because now he's better off. I think he, he's doing great in that commentary role, and I th- it'd be nice to see him uh, pull the boots back on. Particularly, yeah. I'd actually kind of dig seeing him do it in NXT. Now that being said, would he fit in NXT these days? I don't know. Uh, that style has changed over there. He would have fit in NXT five years ago, maybe six, seven years ago, something like that. But I don't know. He, I don't. He could find a guy like Cole, maybe. But you know, I'm trying trying to think. I mean, he, he he could absolutely fight guys on on NXT. I'm not saying he couldn't. But would he, but would he be able to have one of those NXT takeover level matches? I don't know. Because in all honesty, I I point to the guys in the main roster, and I'm not sure everybody on the main roster could do that. Walter. Oh, Walter say- would be great. Walter would be amazing. <laughs> which, by the way, uh, NXT UK is back. And it looks like the uh, UK Championship feud is going to be Walter and Ilya Dragunov. Ooh. So that should be... Dragunov had some good matches, too. Dragunov is very good. Uh, If you haven't, you need to go back and watch some progress matches. Uh, It's progress wrestling is what it is Um, with Ilya Dragunov. That guy has some incredible matches. Some of his 2019 stuff, I think his name is Kair Noir or Kair Noir or something like that. Uh, and he's had a few other ones. He had, I think he had another one, Jordan Devlin, who's also in NXT uh, UK, um, that were fantastic. You should go out of your way to watch them if you haven't. So just as a little refresher, if you're not familiar with, uh, Walter wrestled in progress too. So if you need the refreshers on both of those guys, you can find stuff from that's not NXT UK from both those guys in progress. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm putting my money on, on Walter versus uh, Wade Barrett down the road. I, I, you know, I'm just happy to see Wade back, and I just hope he doesn't find a way to get hurt, because that always seemed to happen anytime he had momentum. Anytime he had momentum. Even uh, the bad news thing, actually, that was that was a terrible gimmick, but he made it work. Oh, I love that gimmick. Oh, but it, it was it, but it was a stupid gimmick. It was really dumb, but he made it work. He he made that whole thing work for him because he was that good. Yeah, it, and it got it got him over, and then, you know, or the, or the, you know, the, guy, like, the gimmick got over. I thought it worked, and then he got hurt. Yeah, yep, yep. So is what it is. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, you know, while we mentioned uh, WWE signing there, uh, I might as well uh, throw this out there too, just to, to play both sides of the fence. Uh, AEW has signed uh, independent wrestler Will Hobbs to a contract now. Uh, he'll be uh, wrestling for them. He was in the Casino Battle Royal. He was featured really good in that. And uh, I think he's done some dark matches for them in the past. Uh, we, I think he went by Willie Hobbs on the independents. Um, big, athletic dude, really tough. Uh, some good stuff you can find of him online if you just, I mean, just type Willie Hobbs wrestler. Type Willie Hobbs wrestler because there's other Willie Hobbs out there. Willie Hobbs wrestler into your Google machine and look up some videos. You should be able to find some good stuff. I think he's yeah, a good fit. Will Hobbs, the author, by the way. No, 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 no. 
Um, I think he, he he should be a good fit for them. Um, he's in a weird spot right now, being in a, in a he's like with um, Moxley and Darby Allen against Lance Archer and uh, I think Ricky Starks and um, I can't Brian Cage couldn't remember his name. So they're gonna they're gonna have a six man match, which I mean if it's if it's what I think it is, it's probably gonna be no DQ or hardcore or something like that. It should it'll probably be insane. Okay, we, we, I got an email about that segment. Um, okay. Okay, so uh, this one came from uh, Dan in Southfield, Michigan. He says, uh, what do you think of John Moxley's uh, sell job on Wednesday's Dynamite? Because uh, I, I uh, he got thrown into the um, like the road case. Yeah. And, and then like 30 seconds later, like he's he's cutting a promo. Like, like everything was, like, he's, like to me, like he was fine. I have he got mixed, beat up pretty good. I have mixed feelings on it because, yeah, I'd like him to see see him sell it a bit more. Um, I like, like the it, attack. I thought the setup was. Oh great. yeah, yeah, yeah. The attack was the good. Crop. Outstanding. I'd like to see him look a little more anguished at least while he's giving the promo, but <clears throat> it's not COVID. I just had a dry throat. Um, we we had every day on the morning show, dude. Somebody coughs. It's the first thing anybody yells. Not. It's not. Uh, it's not. Because everybody panics. Everybody looks around the room like, oh, no. Um, yeah. But in any event, uh, the attack was good. I would have liked to see him sell it a little bit more. But I, then you have to stop and think about it, right? You have to stop and think it's John Moxley. John Moxley has kind of made his name on these ridiculously violent, over-the-top brawls and fights and whatnot. So he probably would bounce back relatively quickly from the beating we saw in that segment. Not that he wouldn't be hurting, but he'd probably be fine at that point. I mean, it just, I think the problem is you set the, this is where we go. You set the bar to a certain point to where these beat downs don't really mean that much on a guy like John Moxley, because like, well, I saw him get hit with a barbed wire wrapped chair, you know, last week. It's, I mean, <laughs> why did, why did, why did throwing him against the wall, put him on the ground? At least you know. he didn't bring out the fire extinguisher this week. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I wrapped I, I did, a fire extinguisher in barbed wire so it would hurt more when I sprayed him. But it, it was weird because the way the case, like, exploded, it, I mean, obviously it was set up, but it was just like, okay, that happens. I'm thinking, oh, cool. Like, they set up the segment, and I'm thinking, like, okay, that segment's done. Yeah. You know, these guys come out. Like, this is kind of like, I think we talked about last week where, uh, you know, on, on uh, Raw where, uh, you know, uh, Alexander joins the Hurt Business, and then, and then, you know, 20 minutes later, they have the, you know, the MVP lounge, and then they have a six-man after that. And I'm thinking, right. like, okay, th- th- they could have got another week with this. You know, they could have had the attack, he, you know, show him backstage that he's ticked or whatever else, or he's looking for these guys, and he says, you know what, I got my team right here. How about we do this match? I think, is the match next week, or when is this match, the uh, the big six-man? Uh, is it next week? I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it might be next week, yeah. I think it has to be next week, right? Because yes, they, 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 anou- they haven't announced their next big show yet, I don't think. So I think it has to be next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems to be next week. So, so, they are, so okay, they kind of rushed it. But I think they could have still come back to it later in the show. Mm-hmm. Then he's, like, ticked off. And he's like, you know what? You know, whatever. This didn't stop me. You don't have to do fantasy booking. But I just felt like, wow, like, he just got thrown through this. And now you're no-selling that. Yeah. You know, maybe it's the I, Jim I, Cornette and me complaining about the no-selling. Oh, I mean, I get <laughs> it. And, I, and I'm one of those guys, too, who gets angry about people no-selling stuff because – at a certain point, I'm like, guys, you gotta this. You have to make this stuff seem like it matters, or else it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So, like, I get it to a degree, but I also get sometimes like I'm not. See, now Jim Cornette will be the guy who screams at you because the dude slammed you and you 
hit him with a you turn around and hit him with a clothesline and you know you're now you're both down it's like why didn't you sell the movie did to you blah 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 whereas i've heard guys argue about it and they're like oh if you don't think that like you know the adrenaline can carry you through something and exert that last bit of energy before you finally collapse you know blah blah so i don't know i, I think there's more than one side to how to do these things sometimes um but i i agree with you that i think sometimes it goes a little too far to the point where we devalue what we just showed you um yeah. i will say though but aew had a strong show everybody everybody pretty much had a strong show this week as a matter of fact for the first time in a long time smackdown might have been my least favorite show and i only say that by like i only say that by like a hair like because I was, I was pleased with most of what i saw on raw most not all again raw underground still sucks but it, it was still a mostly enjoyable three-hour raw i, I was i was i was pretty into most of what i was watching smackdown was okay it wasn't bad it was okay but it wasn't as strong as it's been recently so i think maybe that's where it is raw's on the curve you know what i mean grading on the curve there yeah so smackdown kind of hurts in the sense that they've been better and now this was it was all right um but aew and nxt of course strong shows as always um aew particularly they had uh um the best friends versus santana and ortiz in that parking lot brawl fight thing uh, which the best friends put aside the cutesy best friends thing for a while and had a really, really good fight with Santana and Ortiz. That was fun to watch. Uh, FTR versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. That has been FTR's best match in AEW to date. So uh, that yeah. one you can go out of your way to see if you haven't already. Um, and Thunder Rosa versus Ivalice for the NWA Women's Championship. I love that the NWA Women's Championship was being defended. Um Sheeta now is eyeballing the NWA Women's Championship, so it's look, looking like we're going to go back to Sheeta and Thunder Rosa, which I love. And yeah. it looks like this time maybe it'll be for the NWA which Women's was, Championship. Thunder Rosa, by the way, I thought did a good job kind of defending like the women on the roster in AEW. So, you know, a lot of them are new; they don't have TV experience. Um, I know it's been a complaint. We, you know, is where there's a select women that are really good. Um, you know, but there's some of the other ones where, you know, it's a work in progress, if you will. And I thought she did a good job defending that because nobody's really said much about that and here's somebody that you know watched this relationship you know with with nwa and and aw for her and because there's more people to wrestle because she got yeah. nobody else to wrestle. Yeah. It was just you know her and nwa so, so good for her yeah. i agree, hey, what, I do, agree. what do you think of the uh jericho now hager uh tag team because it's like two weeks in a row they've had some matches here i'm gonna say this uh i like it in the sense that it gives jericho something to do that's not with orange cassidy um <laughs> Jericho wanting to be involved in the tag team division helps elevate the division. Hager is much better as a part of a team with Jericho than he is by himself. So I'm I'm way more into that than previously. Yeah, because he seemed that like because what Omega and um, Page Page because Page had the match um, you know which was more because it was a Kenny commentary like kind of talking like oh I don't need to do whatever and. I mean, are they done as a team? I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Like, yeah, I think they're pretty. I, they're, they're, if they haven't officially split as a team already, it's coming. Um, the elite is pretty much done. I mean, we saw that the Bucks were acting like a holes now. Um, it's just the elite now are pretty much all going to end up looking like jerks. It looks like everybody except for maybe Paige and uh, Cody. So, well, 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 Paige will be the one I think that can work as as a. Well, I don't. They, they tried him as a baby face already. 
But I think maybe it's more of the sympathetic side because the Kenny thing is just not working out, I, I, you know, which is just really odd for oh, me no. to say. I want Kenny to go back to being the cleaner from New Japan who was a heel and who was all about Kenny and putting on a match and stealing the show and being the winner by all means necessary, yada, yada, yada. I want that guy back. So get him away from the elite. Get him away from Adam Page and the tag team division. Let him get back to being the cleaner. Let him go back to putting on his... Well, I guess they'd be five-star matches since they're not in the Tokyo Dome, Dave. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean Taylor. And uh, it's 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 just it's a shame we haven't seen that Kenny Omega yet. It's been two years. Two years, yeah. Sean. I know. I know. All, all the stuff I was told about him, you know, his Jericho match and everything that was prior to that, and I'm waiting. Yeah, and that's the problem. They haven't done anything with him in AEW that really anybody. I mean, his match with Moxley was a good, was a good hardcore match. It was very, very good. But that's not what you expected to see from Kenny Omega. That's not what you have been led to think. Okay, well, this is. That's not what you get with Kenny Omega. You're supposed to get these great wrestling matches. Also, I like NXT was also good this week. I went on about AEW for a little bit and kind of breezed right past NXT. But NXT also had a good show this week. They did lots of good stuff as well. Um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, Damian Priest and Timothy Thatcher was a really, really strong main event on the show. If you haven't watched it, by all means, do so. Uh, wow. What a really entertaining match. Again, you have to be a fan of Thatcher's style of wrestling, which is that MMA kind of mat-based uh, uh, style of wrestling. And But he makes it look so painful, which is what works. Um, and who, who did he fight, I think, a couple of weeks ago? Because that was the one match I wasn't, like, crazy about. Because the style – I mean, it's almost like Ken Shamrock from back then. It, it, is, kind of it is similar, yeah. It is similar. Um, uh, but I'm a big fan of it, and especially when he works with certain guys who are really stiff. Like, uh, Damian Priest throws some good strikes and whatnot, so I enjoyed that. Uh, but Damian Priest getting the win in that match looking good. They started the show with a hot opener, man. It was Io Shirai, the NXT Women's Champion, in a non-title match against Shotzi Blackheart. And let me tell you, this match made people understand that Shotzi Blackheart is a legitimate re women's wrestler on that roster. Like, because she's kind of seemed like, you know, she's a character. She's she's plucky. She's fun. You know, she's got the tank and whatnot. And so, you know, but I've never really taken her super seriously. You know, up until this week, her, fame to her, her claim to fame has been running over Robert Stone. <laughs> you know so that's yeah. really been all she's had going for her up until this point but she had an amazing match with Io Shirai go check it out if you didn't I mean it's, it's NXT so I mean you can watch it it was on USA it's on it's on Hulu yeah, I guess or whatever it's on the network yeah so go check it out um really really good Tyler Breeze and Fandango uh, uh, uh Breezango defeated Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel to re retain the NXT tag team titles in I'm sorry Brizango's best tag team match to date. Uh, to date, wow. they've come a long way. And, and, you know, it's always, and like, speaking of like frustrating of like styles when guys go to WWE, um, like, if, if that's the style you're only familiar with, seeing yeah. them on SmackDown as the fashion police or whatever else, uh, completely different in NXT. It, it is night and day, and it's a real shame that they never really got that chance in WWE, you know. And here's a team that will probably at some point get called up if they need teams. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but the, they got to be treated seriously because it's very frustrating. Because Tyler Breeze, very talented, been there for years. And I wish, I wish on the NXT roster that even now, I wish they would get a little, a little bit away from the male stripper routine kind of they have going on there. <laughs> I, I would prefer they just, they can still be Breeze but they can still have fun. 
but I'd liked him to have a little more edge to the characters. I'd like to be, you know, a little, a little more serious. We've been doing this a while where we're kind of more, we're more veterans at this point than we are. You know, what, how long ago was, was Fandango doing da 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 da? When, that was years ago at this point. Seven years ago? Yeah. Was it? Years ago at this yeah. point. Jericho was still there, guys. <laughs> you know, it was long before Jericho had taken off. Um, yeah, seven years ago. It was WrestleMania 29. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, I would like to say while we're talking about teams, I saw some other people not as hot on this one as me. I wasn't hot on it for the match necessarily. The match was fine. Um, but I was hot on it for the team of Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. I really like them as a team. Um, Casey Catanzaro is very small. She's the American Ninja Warrior uh, uh, winner they had. Um, she's very small, but she is super athletic. She sells incredibly well. And she and Caden have great chemistry as a team. So but was she I, the one that was in the rumble like this year yes. or last year? Um, yes. You know, because like, because you haven't seen her in a long time. You know, you would hear her, and then I don't know if she's been in training. You know, they had her in the rumble. Um, yeah. I wasn't going to say last year, but uh, yeah, because I think it was Lee and, uh, and and Jesse uh, Camilla that they uh, beat Zia Lee. Uh, Zia Lee, sorry. Um, and Lee seems seems to be turning heel after this because uh, after the match they were all kind of exchanging fist bumps and whatnot, and Lee refused and left while. And she left Jesse Kamea standing there. Kamea, actually, I'm a big fan of. They changed her gimmick more recently, which bums me out because she used to do this kind of this nerd girl gimmick. And um, <laughs> if you know me, I'm a nerd, so I loved that. And uh, they changed it, and it bums me out. But she's still great, so I, you know, it is what it is. But again, I'm I'm a fan of Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro as a team. I'm I'm really looking forward to them getting more experience under their belts as a tag team, and really seeing what they can do in the tag team division because they referenced during their match that, hey, the Women's Tag Team Championships are defended across all three brands. So uh, these girls get enough wins under their belt, they could be in line for a tag team title shot. See, I would like to see an NXT team like win that. I don't, I don't know if there's a team that's going to beat uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, um, who, who are that's going to be, um, unless that team just implodes and then it doesn't hey, matter. But I'd love to see an NXT team do it. If uh, EO ever actually drops the women's title, uh, EO and just about anybody could team up to beat uh, uh, Zia or Zia, uh, Shayna and Naya. Um, yeah. because I mean, they'd have the backstory there too, because EO beat Shayna before, yes. So, like, they'd have the backstory there already. Uh, shoot, why not make the team EO and Rhea, you know, and let them let them challenge them? And let, then, then you have a way to have people like EO and Rhea be portrayed on all three brands to familiarize everybody with them before they get called up. Yeah. You know, I think that's a great way to use it. That's a good idea. You just had with of them, an NXT team winning it. So it'd be great. It's a great way to give them whoever it is on NXT, some eyes before they get called up to the main roster. Yeah. And then you can take them seriously. Cause that, that fear always is, is, uh, <laughs> you know, when they come up, cause you know, with Rhea and it's like, okay, they got these nice promos. You do these segments. Yeah, yeah and then she listens to Charlotte, and you're like, WTF? And then uh, Keith Lee comes up, and he fights two guys every week. Yep, yep, same <laughs> two guys. And which, by the way, he's fighting a Drew McIntyre on Monday, so. Of course he is. Yeah, the, the Randy Orton angle. It's really weird, because it's like trying to make Orton sympathetic here, which is just seems odd for I don't know if I'd say they're making Orton sympathetic, because it's really just tit for tat at this point. Orton attacked him, McIntyre attacked him back. Um is really tit for tat. At this point, I expect Orton to show back up at some point randomly when we don't expect him. 
And, probably the match on Monday. You know, probably <laughs> wouldn't shock me at all if it was the match on Monday with just a vicious attack on Drew McIntyre. So we'll see what happens. But in any event, um, I think unless there's something else, Dave, I think that was a. Uh... I want one more email, and right. uh, it was. Um... So what do you guys think of your thoughts on being uh, John Moxley being number one in the PTI ratings? That's from uh, Nathan in Yorktown. PWI ratings. I think there's a very strong case to be made for John Moxley being number one in the PWI top five, the, the 500 uh, PWI 500 list. Um, he has had a hell of a year uh, kind of reinventing himself from Dean Ambrose into John Moxley. And becoming the head of AEW, which really got some momentum behind it. So I think it's easy to point to him and say, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Because yeah. the Pro Wrestling Illustrated, like, number one list, it doesn't mean, like, you're the best, like, like you're the best wrestler. It doesn't mean, like, you're the best wrestler. You know, because that's guys like AJ Styles or uh, Adam it's Rose. Just, who's like, it is literally just saying, like, who has had the best year. Yeah. Not who yeah. won the most matches. Not who, did, you know, who has had the best year. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at that because Adam Adam uh, Rose or Adam Cole. Wow, those are two very <laughs> different people, Dave. Sorry, Adam Cole, baby. Um, I mean, since the beginning of the year, I, mean, I know he still had the rain, yeah. but it you know, wasn't like it was doing last year. It's just completely different. And like, I mean, I think you could have made a case for Cole, but I think the case is stronger for Moxley. Moxley yeah. has had a hell of a year. Um, I don't know that there's anybody else you can point to that consistently had the kind of year Moxley did. Yeah, have you have you gone through the whole list of that? I mean, uh, I mean, I have. I mean, I, I they, this year they included women with the men because last year they had a they had a separate one. It was the PW, PWI fifty or one hundred or something like that. Or yeah, uh, for the women. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, Becky was on top. They've had it for a couple of years. I'm surprised they combined it. Unless it's like, well, we're not going to separate it. They're just going to keep them together which is kind of odd um agreed uh, just 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 from the standpoint because they're you know they're well still, i think i think the problem was that once you got to a certain point in uh in all this where you had people like uh tessa blanchard winning the tna heavyweight championship the impact world championship i think yeah. it got to a point where i was like well can we separate them anymore or do they all kind of go together now, you know? Um, yeah. So I think there's I think there's something there that... I'm trying to see if I had the list on my phone. I can't seem to find it. I thought I did. Apparently, I was wrong. Um, yeah. yeah, they were doing that because they were doing that 500 for years. Because, you know, I, that would be the issue that I would always buy. And you go through it. It's like, oh, I can't believe this guy is 383. But, but it was a chance mm -hmm. to... Because they give you a blurb where, like, you would hear, you know, see these independent guys or guys that, like... Okay, back in my era, the show my age, you know, that were, um, you know, in, in the early days of ECW or ICW or the Pacific Northwest back when that existed. Uh, these other organizations that eventually, you know, when you hear about, um, you know, uh, Scotty Too Hottie, who eventually became, you know, uh, Scotty Flamingo and Raven and all these right. guys, you know, so you just, you know, hear about like, oh, this guy has, you know, this talent or whatever else. And, you know, there'd be like the occasional jobbers at like, you know, 450, you know. Brooklyn Brawler are uh, <laughs> very yeah, old. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I'm trying to find like Tessa. Okay. Tessa Blanchard came in at 83. Right. And I think she no. would have ranked a little higher than that. Had she not had some of the issues she has had uh, over the last several months at this point. Um, but I'm looking through here and it's possible. I'm, 
it's possible I'm missing something, but unless I'm missing somebody on here, she would be the the highest rated woman I see on this list. Which, wow. so, as I'm uh, looking through here, and again, I, I could be missing somebody. I'm reading through a lot of names at one time here. Like, so um, no, no Charlotte, no uh, Bailey. I don't see Charlotte, uh, yeah, I don't see Charlotte on uh, here. I don't see. I mean, you know, Becky to some extent, but I don't know what their you know time frame covers because she's been but she's been gone for got five months now. Oh wow, has it been that long? But it's, like, but it's like so it, like just for instance here, again, I'm not seeing any of these names. I'm not seeing Charlotte, I'm not seeing Becky, I'm not seeing uh anybody really that I'd expect to see. Um and I mean it's weird because you look at some of the names on this list and you're like, really? They rank by above like Andrade. Andrade ranks above Charlotte's here? Really? Like, I don't know that that makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, I feel like Charlotte would be a perennial top 10 kind of candidate every year. Um, okay, so uh, uh, 78 was uh, Kylie Ray. You said 78? Yeah, the 83 was Tessa Blanchard. Oh, yeah, there's Kylie Okay, yep, I see, I see. And then you got, uh, like, Alley Cat at 110. Yeah, but see, that's really weird to me because I can think of a lot of women who had amazing years. Like, I mean... Uh, point to Shayna Baszler, point to Io Shirai, point to Rhea Ripley, point to, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. they're, they're, so, you're, you're telling me, you're telling me they don't rank above people like, uh, um, I'm sorry, like uh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, guys had a good year, but I mean, better than, you know, Io or Rhea. I mean, so when I, the grading period wouldn't include this most recent run with him and Jericho, I don't think. Yeah, well, here's here's uh, the official PWI release of statement in July. This year's PWI 500 will include wrestlers who excelled against opponents of any gender or who held traditionally male or gender-neutral championships for the first All time. Right, okay. Multiple women will be included on this list. Uh, frankly, this list is long overdue. Women who compete exclusively or almost exclusively in women divisions promotions won't be ranked in this year's 500. However, they will be eligible for the women's 100 list. And we acknowledge this is an imperfect system. It seems to be the most uh, equitable approach for now. So, you know, are you going to go retroly uh, put uh, China in the uh, division? Uh, well, I mean, you don't have now? to because she hasn't had a year. Um, the <laughs> when I don't mean that disrespectfully. I just if she wouldn't be featured in at this point, it wouldn't matter. Um, they're not going to go back and change the list at this point because they weren't grading. No. It um, I okay. So when you, you explain it that way, it makes way more sense to me now because the because then i'm like all right well kylie ray absolutely belongs on this list because she's been facing men forever and she is a hell of a competitor um i'm a little surprised i don't see and maybe she's on here i don't know um priscilla kelly do you know if she's on here? Uh, not listed you got Allie cat you got i'm gonna i'm gonna read the women that are in here um you have um Faye Jackson, 160. Max the Impaler at 254. Some of these names I'm not going to know. Uh, Solo yeah. Darling at 318. Will Nightingale, 324. Ruby Rays, 374. Shikara, 409. Ashley Box, 471. Leela, or maybe Leia, um, but it's spelled L-E-Y-L-A, 473. Delma Exo, 477. Ava Everett, 485. And Molly McCoy at 491. That's it. So. Yeah, see, that's interesting. I mean, Priscilla Kelly's been wrestling guys for a long time, too. And she is, uh, thanks to the, you know, May Young tournament and um, thanks to her stunt with the tampon, 
um she is perennially in people's you know view like i mean people know who she is now she gets booked in big matches around the indies and she's had some really great ones uh against men and women so i like it's just interesting to me she didn't make the list there but you know it's, it's in, like it, it's their list they can rank it however they want to i if i had it it would be yeah. a, it would be done a little differently but uh again this is all about moxley in the beginning i think moxley being number one was well deserved he had a hell of a year. I think it's it's easy to make that distinction. And again, Adam Cole being number two. There's your right there. It's your, your proof yeah. that he yeah. he had a hell of a year as well. Chris Jericho, Drew McIntyre. You know, d- next year we might be Drew McIntyre might be a number one. You know, yeah, we never know. And, and congrats to Moxley because I mean, kind of long overdue because he's always been a guy that people liked. Yeah, but uh, you know, this was never treated that way in WWE for whatever reason because he wasn't Roman Reigns. No, you're right. You're right. Well, without further ado, uh, that means we got to get out of here because we are about out of time. So uh, just remember, if you have anything you want to tell tell us, if you have any thoughts on the PWI 500 list or on wrestling this week or uh, anything coming up next week or anything in general, remember, you can contact us, ESPR at FM99.com if you want to send us an email, Facebook.com slash ESPR99 and Twitter at ESPR99 if you want to follow us and uh, connect with us through there. Plus, remember to turn on your notifications. That's important. So when we go live like this, you can be a part of the show, and when uh, you're we're not around, you can still have us in your ear holes, baby. Just go and search for us on all your major <laughs> podcasting apps. Search for ESPR Wrestling. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps us greatly. And as always, the easiest way, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com, right under the media tab, ESPR. That's how you find us, and again, it's the simplest, easiest way to find us each and every week. So until next week, when we will be previewing champion uh, Night of Champions, Just remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Good night, everybody. Get out.